All right, Melissa, can you say something? Yes. Oh, perfect. Hello. All right, we are back at it. Yes. This time with professional talk. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, how are you, Melissa? Good. Yeah. Did you have yeah. a good week? Yes. So far, so good. Yeah. So. Yeah. We started it off because we need social connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So today, obviously, another episode of Common Sense Medicine. We are moving along in the lifestyle piece, and this is the one that maybe at first I thought was a little nebulous, but data-wise, you realize, hmm, very important. It's very important, probably more so now than ever, yeah. even though it kind of seems like it shouldn't be. So yeah. and. Today is social connections, just to put that out there. But yeah, like we seem to be more connected than mm-hmm. ever, like mm-hmm. on the surface, but the quality of those connections is probably worse than it ever has been. Absolutely. So people are very lonely. Yeah. Um, even if they have like, you know, hundreds or thousands of friends on mm-hmm. social networks. You're right. You know, it's the quality of those connections that is suffering. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And essentially, that's what we'll be talking about today. I mean, there was a, you know, from our standpoint of longevity and health and lifespan and health span, there was a study looking at people who have really good social connections and people who don't. And the survival life difference is like 50% difference in survival, especially on diagnosis like cancer mm-hmm. uh, or serious diagnosis, people that really strong connections they have a significant survival advantage and at first i mean it's something we've always anecdotally known right patients with a diagnosis of cancer or dialysis if they have really good social connections they seem to outlive the doctor's anticipated anticipated time Mm -hmm. patients who don't who just kind of like i'm just gonna quit there's no reason to go they just kind of wither away yeah and so there is obviously anecdotally we see that but there's is some science behind why that happens and why that matters Mm -hmm. oh for sure and the opposite's true too you know if we see say someone loses a loved one Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. you know that person who was previously in good health over the next six months or year just overall health begins to decline more rapidly and um so we kind of see that yeah like in just observational things but there's some truth to it yeah yeah yeah. so today essentially we'll talk about things like the loneliness epidemic uh and i think most people have experienced this specifically during the pandemic so Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that uh some of the biology between connections how it affects even our immune health but uh like there's some biology between there's hormones for connections and we'll talk about that the difference between quality of friends and quantity of friends Mm -hmm. right we just kind of briefly mentioned it but there is pros and cons and like anything people are like cardio weightlifting it's both, right? You need <laughs> yeah. both. You need both people. Yeah. But so we'll talk about that. Uh, digital connections, mm-hmm. the pros and cons of having social media and how that affects it. And then um, how it affects longevity. And we'll see what goes from there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Melissa, let's start off with this idea of lone- loneliness. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. Yeah, it really is. You know, um, I think social connection is, you know, just foundation, you know, foundational in like our human existence, you know, like we survived because we were in community with Mm -hmm. other people, you know, in whether tribes or, you know, small towns, communities, that's how, you know, humans have survived. We learn from each other. We learn skills and traditions and all kinds of things from each other. Um, And in today's world, you Mm -hmm. know, if someone does not have, 
you know, a few like close friends or family members to like call and talk to or to have like regular face to face interaction with. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like emotional loneliness, but then mm-hmm. we're also just missing out on the benefits of so- like that socialization. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly right. And uh, you know, I was listening to a podcast the other day talking about just marriage and the benefits of marriage in not even a moral or religious standpoint, just a socioeconomic advantage. And essentially, on there, what they were saying is, it is amazing that this um, this idea of marriage between a man and a woman for a long like we're going to be together, we're going to raise children, we're going to set a family, we're going to be together for a long, long time has stayed mm-hmm. despite so many other social constructs have changed over time this one seems to just stay mm-hmm. and like you said just from a, a, a time standpoint we realized from early on that being with other people is important even mm-hmm. if it's just one mm-hmm. right somebody that you can tell everything to somebody you can bond with somebody that you know you raise children and work together with even though yes it takes a village but there is something special about just being with another human being mm-hmm. and like i said we talk about the difference between like okay my love language is physical touch like if i don't get a hug or touch somebody it, it, if you feel distant mm-hmm. but there's a reason that's all sorts of love languages i mean all those like some people who like acts of service when they don't get acts of service they still feel loneliness even if they're st- sitting next to somebody yeah yeah you know? and that like quality time is yeah. what you know it's like you can spend all the time in the world with somebody but mm-hmm. like if it's not like quality you know purposeful interaction mm-hmm. that person may not feel like they're you know, getting what they need. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so as this changes and people become isolated and specifically from our experiences during a pandemic, I mean, a lot of our elderly patients, right, that were in nursing homes, I mean, we locked the, them down. Mm-hmm. And for sure, in the beginning was fear. Like, of, of course, their risk is higher. A lot of them have medical problems. But we instantly started seeing dementia get worse. Mm-hmm. A lot of them passed away straight from loneliness. So loneliness is not some kind of benign, like, we're just a lone wolf. And mm-hmm. I guess if you're introverted, you're cool with that. But yeah. <laughs> I know. You need some. I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm very introverted and I just kind of wonder sometimes. (laughs) I wonder how long I would last alone. But um, I know it's probably like much shorter than I, you know, think. Yeah. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm like a, you know, I think it's funny that introverts, you sometimes marry extroverts. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, My husband is an extrovert and he'll talk to anybody, (laughs) anywhere. And I'm like, do we have to talk to everybody? (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, but it is amazing yeah same i'm just like let's go do something and my wife's like i just want to be here Uh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but there is something about like this need right Uh, this need to not be alone because like i said from in the beginning it was survival right we needed to share tools share resources but even beyond that there's just something about it that when we don't have it like during the pandemic people will literally pass away from just being alone and being by themselves Mm -hmm. struggle bus yeah which then brings us to our second thing melissa is this biology of connection Mm -hmm. so um there is this hormone called oxytocin 
Mm-hmm. And I will go ahead and say it. You cannot inject this. <laughs> <laughs> so don't go looking for it. That's right. Don't go. I'm sure. You know, I think they did sell this. They would sell. So, so they're doing trials with like um, patients where they will inject them with oxytocin next to somebody and they will feel like an attraction, oh. which is like mm-hmm. or a bond, mm-hmm. which is so like, okay, don't. I can see them like come to the youth clinic and we'll inject you with some oxytocin for mm-hmm. whatever reason. But there is this uh, hormone that happens. And so, like, during childbirth after women have the baby there's releases of oxytocin for you know to stop the bleeding but there's also releases of oxytocin for milk production and stuff like that and so when women nurse their children that connection the horn there's a there's a connection that happens mm-hmm. and it's a really important hormone it's something that you can't mimic but there is a reason why people get connected because there's hormones at work mm-hmm. yeah there's that and there's also um isn't it mirror neurons mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you know where we actually like kind of like mimic behaviors of each other yeah. and like they think maybe like the contagious yawning and you know different yeah. things mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. um has a big you know may maybe related to that but there's lots of different ways that as we're around other people we form different connections even you can almost like see how like couples start to look a lot you know yeah, it's like you yeah. know or like mirror each other in different mm-hmm. ways after they've been around each other for a long time yeah. um so there's lots Lots of different ways that we, you know, bond to each other and learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And even in our, st- you know, okay. Unless I will just go ahead and admit that your weight training is the reason I've become so buff. <laughs> no, um, but it's like when you're around people a lot, around your friend groups, we know. Like yeah. there's a reason burn boot camp and uh-huh. CrossFit and all these, uh, we always talk about accountability and mm-hmm. there is this. C- idea but the whole thing with accountability is you form social connections with people mm-hmm. and they are looking for you at the gym and when you don't go you're kind of like man i should really have gone because mm-hmm. not only are you you know physically you're working out it's good for stress relief but connections with other people matter and it's probably why where people who start workouts by themselves it's hard to maintain but mm-hmm. if they do it with a group or even just another person we always say yeah. like you know if you change your diet do it as a family or do it with your husband do it with your wife mm-hmm. same with workouts if y'all can go walk together mm-hmm. there is is something with that social connection that helps with compliance to new behaviors. Yeah, yeah. And other people can drag you down too. So, you know, there's times to recognize that too and mm-hmm. you know and you know anybody who has had kids you know hopes they their kids end up with like good friends yes. you know because mm-hmm. you know if, mm-hmm. if they get in the wrong friend group that you know peer pressure and you know all kinds of things can become a problem mm-hmm. um, but that goes for us too you know yes. if you're kind of part of um, a group that gives you a hard time every time you like order a salad or yes. you know something like that it's like maybe they're not your people yeah. if they're like you know giving you a hard time for making a healthy choice yeah seriously yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is why we're doing what we're gonna do right Melissa? Uh-huh. so yeah i mean you're exactly right i mean this this stuff matters um it's not only alone and of course even you know from a physical standpoint from a mental standpoint they have shown that kids who hang around with smart kids seem to improve their grades also mm-hmm. uh some of it is of course just if everyone around is getting A's and they're working hard, you're naturally going to want to get A's. Mm-hmm. Uh, if everyone is sitting still studying, then you naturally also want to sit still and study. So not even just physically, but mentally. Uh, from an intelligence standpoint, there is this idea that social connections can help improve that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm always because I'm always amazed that like, so my little brother 
he grew up in Taiwan. He's 11 years younger than me. Uh, he was in third grade. They go to school at 7.30 in the morning, get done at 4, 4.30. He goes home, eats a snack. He goes to cram school, which is more school, but it's not like do homework time. It's learn new material mm. till like 10 or sorry, sorry. So six, so it's five to eight. And then he goes home and does homework until about 10. Oh goes my bed. And this is like third grade. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be able to maintain yeah. that schedule. Oh well, and same, I'm like, this is nothing like any of our kids, you yeah. know, growing in America. We don't do that here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I remember asking, like, how do y'all get, and it's not to him, it's every kid. Mm-hmm. Every kid does this. And I've even asked my parents, like, how do they make, where, where's ADHD? Like, mm-hmm. where is like hyperactivity? Like, how do y'all do this? And essentially, they're like, because everybody does it. Mm-hmm. And if everybody does it, then the kids feel like this is just how it's supposed what to is, be. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's sitting here for two hours studying? Everybody mm-hmm. does it. Mm-hmm. You know, but if it's like you're the only one doing it, everybody else is playing outside. Yeah. Then you're like, my life sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's why, Melissa, we're all doing like travel ball now. Because <laughs> <laughs> because everybody travel balls uh-huh. so, yeah okay all right so all that being said we've seen that there is some uh, there's dangerous loneliness there is benefits and biologically improvements with social connections let's talk about the difference between quality and quantity mm-hmm. yeah. melissa everybody has like a thousand facebook friends yeah but uh, who could you like if you were in a bind mm-hmm. Or needed life advice. Yeah. Like, who could you, like, truly talk to? Like, yeah. meet up for, you know, lunch or mm-hmm. pick up the phone and call. Yeah. Like, how many of those people could you truly, you know, have that interaction with? Exactly. And Probably you, not very many. No, no. And when you do that, like, like yeah, let's tell people, like, right now you're watching us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Look at your friend group. How many of the thousand, right, do, like, if your tire went flat, yeah. Did you call up and be like, hey, my flat side or my battery died. Can you come jump me off? Mm-hmm. Or I think you told me this too, but before Melissa, like if you need a cup of sugar. Yeah. Could you like walk next door and be like, hey, can I borrow yeah. a cup? Yeah, we we have kind of eliminated the need mm-hmm. for that contact too. Like if you yeah, run out of sugar, like you can just order, you know, grocery delivery yeah. or, you know, if you're, you know, run to the store or whatever. But we've kind of eliminated that like Going over to the neighbor and asking for a cup of sugar or, you know, Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. little things like that that used to be kind of, you know, just something that people did, you know, in a community. Yeah, exactly. And I think that really contributes to isolation, especially with moms. Mm -hmm. You know, I see like there are difference between moms who have family nearby and moms without. Mm -hmm. Right. So obviously, I think your parents and Ryan's parents are far away. Mm -hmm. So like if one of the kids is sick. Yeah. <laughs> We're in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and same, yeah. Like um if one of the kids is sick my and my wife needs somebody to pick up the other kids at school, mm-hmm. it thank goodness we have close some close friends around that would do it. But with if you don't, it's kinda like yeah. no one of the stress level is so high because you feel like you gotta do it all by yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And we're you know, there are benefits that you know, people can, you know, branch out more now, you know, you can move off and go to college and, you know, all kinds of things, but that does, you know, end up meaning that you're probably not going to live close to your family anymore, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is a big deal. You know, it used to be that, you know, a family may have like, you know, 
some acreage or yeah, whatever. And, yeah. you know, your parents live here, mm-hmm. your brother lives over there. And, you know, you're just kind of all in a, the same general area mm-hmm. and kind of always have that support with one another. But yeah. now, you know, people spread out more, which, right. you know, of course, there's advantages to that. Mm-hmm. But there's also some disadvantages, too. Yeah, so Yeah, I think that's why there's a lot of people that end up like we went to North Carolina for residency. Fantastic. All my job opportunities when I got done was there. We love the state. We love the city that we're in. Um, but my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, they live in Tupelo. Mm-hmm. And so there was this kind of yearning to be like, oh, let's get a little closer. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear all the time, like not too close where they can just, people can just <laughs> random pop by. Uh, but enough to be like, right, if something is a bind, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, they can come by. And it's funny because we'll have friends that have family nearby. You're like, you'll hear all the time, like, oh, yeah, me and my spouse, we're going on a cruise by ourselves. Uh-huh. And we're sitting here like, <laughs> I know, that's like an act of Congress to arrange something. Even a date night yes. is like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's different when you just don't have, um, yeah, don't have a lot of people around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there is this need of very, maybe not, you only like, 20 people, but even just five mm-hmm. of people that are really, really close. You can share things with, you can talk about things with, uh, you can talk because if also, if you don't have that, you end up going to the internet yeah. and looking up. <laughs> and asking in a group of like 10,000 people yes. advice. <laughs> yeah. Don't go on Madison Moms. <laughs> we love you, Madison Moms. You guys are fantastic. But sometimes on that page, some people just, I mean, there are questions that probably should stay in the friend bubble, mm-hmm. but because there is no friend yeah, bubble. they don't have a friend bubble. So, yeah. And it's, yeah. And I get that, you know, and, and again, you know, you can learn from other people's experiences mm-hmm. and yeah, you've got 10,000 people that you can ask, like somebody's probably been through that before. Correct. So there, you know, there is some benefit. there's some benefit mm-hmm. there, but you know, at the same time, it's kind of a more public platform too (laughs) yes and if you're not anonymous we know who you are (laughs) that's right (laughs) no exactly right so right the flip side is there is also some need for maybe general relationships right the benefit is there if your friend group is too small or all that's all you have there are certain life experiences that maybe yeah nobody has experience so you kind of need yeah you need some of those acquaintances that you know you know, have other experiences too. Exactly right. Because at the end of the day, what will happen is we just we group two people that are like us, mm-hmm. right? Even same socioeconomic status, maybe same race, same whatever. Uh, but that also limits your view of other things. Mm-hmm. And so, having sometimes even acquaintances, you can get like you need that too. Yeah, because you can get some random info sometimes and it broadens your scope of what you know yeah yeah all right melissa let's move on to digital connections so mm-hmm. speaking of social media it's a lot it's essentially what everybody's doing nowadays mm-hmm. yeah and <laughs> yeah think? i think people you know put a lot into social media of course and mm-hmm. you know we social media hits those like dopamine receptor like the likes and the mm-hmm. you know the comments and the things it all kind of hits those same kind of addictive type um right. you know centers in our brain that like gives us that like positive feedback loop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so that's why it is so like addictive to be engaged in social media yeah um but at the same time you're right like 
how like what quality is that really Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know um if some stranger on the internet likes your post (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, right we are we are like you know speaking even from the beginning like when we were in tribes and we're little groups uh we value those connections we value those input and usually our input is five ten people maybe your parents best friend maybe your in-laws maybe an uncle aunt okay but and that's all you have now you have 10,000 inputs and our brain was not designed to receive 10,000 inputs. Mm-hmm. And so you see, especially in our younger generation that only knows social media, if they don't get enough likes, they get depressed. Yeah. yeah. Or they'll do crazy and crazier things like run out in traffic to get more likes, mm-hmm. which is the most like insane thing. But like you said, oh. Oh, no. All right. We'll just keep going. <laughs> we still have audio. <laughs> we just right. lost video. <laughs> Well, that's okay. Uh, I need to be right charged. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you're right, Melissa. I mean, we aren't designed to do that. And so it's hard, even for us, I guess, we didn't grow up with social media in this developmental age to understand how big an impact the young generation has on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I lost my train of thought when the um, <laughs> when the camera went off, but, but uh, it may come back to me. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it is, again, I think some of the positives is, so even just from a medicine standpoint, some people will get random diagnoses, right? Because they found people with same symptoms mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, that's what it is. The majority, no. Yeah. It's been 100% negative. They mm-hmm. start chasing things. They come in asking for things that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And next thing you know, we're chasing our tails, drawing a bunch of labs and MRIs, and you're like, oh, that was a waste of time. And that, unfortunately, was a negative side of social media yeah yeah the other thing that i was gonna add is like the things people will say behind the keyboard Mm -hmm. you know so um you're there's you know online bullying is a big deal um and i feel like people are even more likely to bully online than they are in person like Mm -hmm. people will say things in the comments or you know to a stranger you know through the you know their social media that they would never mm-hmm. say in person. Yeah. So, you know, that's another whole side of things where, you know, the interactions that we have, you know, just aren't, aren't mm-hmm. anything that would happen in real life. Correct. Um, even though like social media is becoming real life for some people, you know, <laughs> so that's the scary thing. Yeah. 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 I think you're, you know, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, I think that's probably one reason why people have a hard time debating because it's all social media. And so, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, sometimes I'll read the founding father's letters uh, with our, our kids school, they're studying civics and it's amazing watching like Thomas Jefferson and them just argue points and they can steel man the argument. I mean, many, they can argue your point just as good as you can argue your point. Mm-hmm. And then they tell you why they think their point is different or better. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's just like, if people don't feel like they agree, they're like, you stupid head. And yeah. that's it. And you're like, that's not. <laughs> and they'll go back and forth. That's right. It's called your name. Yeah. And then somebody else will chime in. But, you know, if, if those same people were standing in a group together face to face, you know, it probably wouldn't even get that far, no, you know? No. Yeah. So, so exactly. Now, Melissa, let's go on and wrap it near the end. How do we fix this? How do we improve social connections? Yeah. So, so yeah, just recognizing the quality of your social connections and making an effort to like increase the quality of your mm-hmm. social connections. So if you don't have a lot of people in your life that you could like pick up and, you know, 
talk to or, or things like that, you know, make the most of the connections that you do have. Mm-hmm. Like if you see someone on a regular basis at, you know, the coffee shop or at work, you know, in the hallway, mm-hmm. like stop and talk, stop and say hello. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a boost that we get in mm-hmm. that emotional side of our brain just by like smiling and, you know, having a brief interaction mm-hmm. with another person. Yeah, It doesn't have to be like, Oh, you get that person's phone number and you know, you're besties now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even that brief interaction of just a positive exchange yep. gives our emotional brain just like this mood boost. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. No, that, exactly. And I think, first of all, like, right, we recognize that, hey, we need these things. And right, and making an effort to do it. And sometimes even just personally, like when you're talking to your spouse, you just got to put the phone down yes. or, or put the phone somewhere else. Because even if you're talking, mm-hmm. but you're like texting, it's it's too much. Yeah. And even the brain will pick up like the body language, like, oh, you're not really listening. Uh-huh. And fellas, if you don't listen to your <laughs> wife, you're only in trouble. And if she says, you haven't heard a word I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the defcon one uh, like be careful with what you say next <laughs> yes so yes making those connections more um meaningful um spending actual time with mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. you know we we're all busy yeah. um but you know we talked like stress management last week um give yourself some something to look forward mm-hmm. to with another person you know yeah. maybe that is like going on a date night mm-hmm. or, you know, meeting your mom for lunch or, yeah. you know, just something that you can look forward to. That's not only important for that, like, social connection, mm-hmm. but, like, that's a good little stress reliever, too, yeah. just to kind of have, like, some face-to-face time together. Absolutely, yeah. And sometimes you got to pencil that stuff in. Like, it oh, has yeah. to be, like, a scheduled to. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. And sometimes, right you know, I think the reason it's nice to have, like, okay, so for example, Melissa, you and I, we talk about healthcare stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. My wife has no clue about what healthcare on this side of it, and that's okay, because when I get home, I don't want to think about healthcare anymore. I will think mm-hmm. about other stuff. But it's, so it's good to have social connections in different spots, because there are things that you can talk about in one aspect that sometimes you can't talk about on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also like staying positive when connecting with mm-hmm. others. Um, I think we are quick to like, you know, especially, I guess it's been in the past few years, mm-hmm. people are very, you know, open with their opinions online yes. and things like that. And maybe even in person some too, but you know, it's like p- people can disagree on, you know, big topics, Yep. But it's still okay to like interact with that person, Mm -hmm. you know, and be cordial with that person just because that person doesn't think the way you think Mm -hmm. or like the things that you like or vote the way that you do. Right. Like you can still have cordial, positive interactions Mm -hmm. with another human being. I know it's a shocking idea, but (laughs) exactly. Yeah. 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 You're exactly. I think post pandemic, people just, everything's negative. Everyone's always mad. Yeah. Offended by little things yes and like people disowning family members because they you know yeah, yeah have different mm-hmm. opinions or beliefs or you know Correct. it's sad it so is, it you is. know it's okay to just agree to disagree that's right yeah yeah people defending celebrities yeah. that don't even know who you are <laughs> yeah I'm like, like they're okay <laughs> without your input that's yeah. right they're big girl big boy they yeah. can be fine yeah uh-huh. so perfect um any other tips you got melissa that's it i mean i think you know um just 
you know, putting yourself out there, being open to, to interaction and just remembering the, the quality of those interactions is more important than the quantity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing, and I will just, this is kind of a side thing, but government can also help with this. You know, I think when we watch that thing about the longevity people living mm-hmm. to forever, one thing Singapore does is they subsidize the house of a, a cost of a house if you're willing to live within a square mile mm-hmm. of your parents. Uh, yeah. 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 So, so the parents, the elderly generation is, you know, cared for and correct. they probably help out with the grandkids yeah. in return, you know. Exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. And that's really good because right in there, you don't view your parents, especially aging parents, as a burden. Right. But they're actually an asset. Right? Uh-huh. They have all this, they, have, they can help with your kids' mm-hmm. schoolwork and they can pick them up from whatever. So, that you know they i think they realize the life benefit of being close Mm -hmm. with family and and friends and stuff like that so just again another uh, thumbs up of we just also have to find a way to make that happen yeah all right melissa next week is week six yes the final one final pillar of lifestyle medicine and that is avoiding risky substances Mm -hmm. so that could be cigarettes alcohol drugs you know all the things that we know we should probably avoid but sometimes don't don't yeah we're gonna be like a dare commercial (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's a big one i mean i feel like in our Um, clinic alcohol it's probably because it's so normalized yeah but it is so bad it's a problem yeah yeah Yeah. okay Okay. perfect all All right right. melissa tomorrow next week next week